0: So Rabbeinu B'chai says that in Shemois, Pergdal Pasik Chav Beis when HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends Moshe Rabbeinu on his original mission to Paray. Before he says any of the Makos, he starts off by saying Bini B'chayri Yisrael that Klal Yisrael is the B'chor and he introduces all of the Makos with the ultimate Mako of all as Bincha I am going to kill the B'chor this is already a precursor it already anticipates the last and greatest of the Makas makis B'choyres Hinei Anoichi Choyreges Bincho B'choyrecha and here the term that's used is the term onoichi. Anoichi says Rabbeinu B'chai is a remes for the Shechina where else do we find it says Rabbeinu B'chai that onoichi is the Loshan for the Shechina Keloshan Omar Bi sheyordo Sheyord Chazal tell us that when Yaakov Avinu went down to Mitzrayim, the Shekhinah went down to Mitzrayim with him. How do we know that? Because Hashem says to him, Onoichi Elcho I am going down with you to Mitzrayim, I will ascend with you from Mitzrayim. So again we see that Onoichi is the expression that's used to refer to the Shekhinah going down with Yaakov Onoichi represents the Kosov, And therefore we likewise find that HaKadosh Baruch, who says to Avraham Avinu already, that Onoichi will judge and punish the goyim that enslave Klai The Mitzrayim that are oppressing and enslaving Klai Hashem says, I will judge them. I will pass judgment over them and he uses there the same term Onnoichi However what's the point of the Shekhinah being involved in the punishment of the Egyptians why is it important that it should be the Onoihi rather than the more common Ani Onnoichi is a special terminology implying a more exalted state such as referring to the Shekhinah itself why would the term oniki be the one that's utilized here to refer to makas buhari as the killing of the Egyptians why is it that hashem employs the term oniki to refer to the judgment against the goyim? the I'm going to judge the goyim. to kill them to destroy them if they're deserving why employ this more this he term this more exalted state of of reference to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, rather than the common need to use the more glorified and exalted term Anoichi, which refers to the Shechina. And according to the base Halevi that we've learned earlier, and according to what Rebbeinu Bachais says, it's not so much that the Shechina is needed to be employed for the purpose of killing Egyptians and punishing the wicked, but to be able to make and draw the distinction between the Yid and the Guy. For that, for that you need the Anoichi. It's the combination of the two, of being able to, on the one hand, kill Egyptians and yet save Yidden, and yet save undeserving Yidden. For that, you need the Shechina. Only Hashem could do that. That's unique. That's why we say in the pasuk, "It goes together." What, what we're thanking Hashem for and what we're making this whole big deal about is not the killing of the Egyptians. It's the killing of the Egyptians and the salvation of the Jews simultaneously, especially that the Jews were not deserving and you needed the Shechinat because only Aniveloi Malach, Aniveloi Shliach, Aniveloi Sarov, only Aniveloi Acher could save Klal Yisrael when the two of them were halalu'ov de avodazara, halalu'ov de avodazara. The fact that the water should be a choima and should save them and should be miraculously there to imatzel them rather than to inundate them like it does to the Egyptians. Because halal halal they avoid to save them when they're undeserving that's something that only Hashem can do because the malachim would not concur with this. The malachim are incapable of seeing the distinction only Hashem could draw that distinction. The Benog esmitzraim Es Mitzrayim Hitzil That combination, that contrast Between the Benog esmitzraim Es Mitzrayim V'Ez Hitzil That's only something that Hashem Himself Can do This is what Moish Rabbeinu told Kal Yisrael Put on the blood on the doorpost before Hashem Lingoy Goif Es Mitzrayim V'Ovah Hashem Hashem And Hashem will have to Skip over Although you're assimilated, although you're intermingled so tightly wound up and bound up with the Egyptian society that you're living and dwelling amongst them and requires a distinguishing, Hashem will do that. Ufosach Hashem. Hashem has to pass over. He has to distinguish between the Goy and the Yid. Therefore the essence of the Korban Pesach is this idea. It's this idea of distinguishing between Jew and Goy when the Jew is undeserving. It's the idea of, of, of the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is willing to save the Eden when the Eden don't seem to deserve it and there's no Maloch and there's no spiritual Teva and nature that seems to indicate this distinction. V'amartem zevach Pesachul What is this all about? What is the essence of the Yontav of Pesach? What is the essence of the Korb Pesach? What it's about is that it's Asher Posach Hitzil. It's about that distinction. It's about that fact that Hashem distinguishes between this is what we thank Hashem for, this is what we celebrate. So now we can answer these questions that we had. We've already answered why it has to be because it's a true miracle. We've explained why it's over here and nowhere else because Yitzhiat Mitzrayim required a higher level of degree of miracle. It required a miracle in the supernal worlds on high. It required a miracle and a ness in metaphysical nature, not just in physical nature. It required a Yod Chazoka. And for that it had to be Hashem Himself, and that's why He had to do it, because this was not merely for but it's also It's the contrast between that I consider Yisrael to me to be my and the That contrast between Hinei Anoichi Hoyer Bin Cha I'm going to kill your Bochayrus and Klal Yisrael is Bni Bochayri Yisrael is my son that contrast between Bni Bochayri Yisrael and Bin Cha that requires the Shechina that contrast is what we're celebrating that's what requires the Anoichi as the Rebbeinah B'chai says Hinei Anoichi Hoyer Bin Cha only the Shechina could do that because only the Shechina can draw this distinction and distinguish between a yid and a goi b'nogfoy es mitzrayim hitzil. so what are we celebrating on Pesach? it's not a non-event it's not merely a non-event that the Jewish people didn't die it's not merely a non-event that our Bukharis weren't killed it's not a mafia protection racket what it is is it represents the selection and the election of Klal their selection as being the chosen people, as being the Am HaNivchar, as being the Yisem Li Mikol that Jews are different than Goyim, and that there's a Pinteli in every Jewish heart that makes him deserving of being saved, that even a Malach doesn't see, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes this distinction. That's what we're celebrating. The election of Klal Yisrael to become an Am HaNivchar, it's the Bechir of Klal Yisrael, to be this Am HaNivchar, this chosen people. It's the choosing of the Jewish people. And that occurred on Pesach. That occurred with Makas Bukharis. Makas Bukharis didn't symbolize merely the punishing of the Egyptians, but rather the distinguishing between Egyptian and Jew. And not only the distinguishing between Egyptian and Jew when they're deserving, but the distinguishing between the Jew and the Egyptian when the Jew is undeserving. And when the Jew seems like an Egyptian... And when the Jews ninety eight percent assimilated, and it's only the pinto yid that could be recognized by the shechina, he because to draw that distinction between the nagpoyes mitzrayim and the v'esbotenu hitzil requires kaviyachla kodesh baruch himself to draw that distinction, and that's why you have to have the don that dion that din. That din has to be done by the Anoichi Hashem who's able to say, Anoichi Hashem aloikecho, asher hoi tzeisich hameeretz mitrayim. It's the same Anoichi. It's the same Shekina. The Shekina that Hashem reveals to us and says, Anoichi Hashem aloikecho, asher hoi tzeisich hameeretz mitzraim. And as you do what Orchus Chaim L'Rosh says, Kimish mi sheeina imaymin ba asher hoi tzeisich hameeretz gam ba anoichi Hashem aloikecho eina Whereas a guy believes in God is sufficient to fulfill his obligation of belief in God, a yid, to fulfill his belief in, in God Himself, to fulfill his obligation of belief in Anoichi, has to believe in Asherotseisi Chomeretz Mitzrayim as well. If you don't believe in Asherotseisi Chomeretz Mitzrayim, then you don't believe in the Onoihi either. You have to believe in both halves simultaneously to be a yid. And therefore, it's the same Onoichi that draws that distinction between a Yidin HaGoi and the V'games HaGoi That's the same Onoichi that's Megala himself with a tremendous hisgalus to Klal Yisrael and says, Onoichi Hashem Oloikecha. Yitzia Mitzrayim and especially Machas B'chairus is the pivotal event in history where Hashem demonstrates to us not merely that we're a chosen people when we choose to be elevated and on a high level, but that Hashem chooses us regardless of anything else. Even when we're unworthy and undeserving, the Yod Chazok of Israel, He will perform miracles, and not only miracles in this world, but miracles in the spiritual world to choose Klal Yisrael to be the Am Anifchar, and therefore we celebrate this choice because this is what represents a choice that Klal Yisrael Will always be the Amashem no matter what, even when we're undeserving. This is where we find the key difference between a Yid and a Goy. That there's a Pintel Yid even in Yidim that are undeserving. That's what we're celebrating. Now we could understand the Kesher, the connection between the last part of the Pusik. We questioned how come this Pusik, which seems to be placed in a very prominent role. As being the essence of the Korban Pesach, it's part of the Rabban Gamli of Hoy A person has to say this posik of Amartem Zevach Pesach Hashem. And this posik is highlighted in the Haggadah as being one of the key phrases and as being the key phrase in explaining the Korban Pesach. This is the posik of Zevach Pesach Hashem. This touches up, this identifies. Exactly what the Korban Pesach is about, which is as Rabbeinu Bachai explains to us, it's the double aspect, the contrast of the Noch Place, hitzil, and that Hashem chooses us. When does he choose us? He chooses us under all conditions. He chooses us because of the Pintel Yid. And this is what we give Shvach Voidov for. And therefore, Vayikoidov is an essential component of the Pesach. It's not merely an afterthought which should really be part of a second cycle of Pesukim, of the Vayel Chuvayas of Yisrael, and there, as part of that there should be a Vayi Vayishtachavu. But as actually referring to the theme of the Pesuk, the theme of the Pesuk the is the selection of Klai Yisrael as being the Am HaNivchor, as being the chosen people, as being special, to that Vayi It's part of the essential character of the Pesuk, to have this it's, in, it's an intrinsic part of the Pasik. We give Shwach voido on the Hitzil, not on the death of the Egyptians, but on the fact that we were chosen because of our Pintalagid. Therefore This is the Pasik then that refers to the main nest. The nest that the Baysalabi says was the main miracle of Yitzias Mitzrayim The nest that Klay's roll is chosen when they're unworthy the choice of Klal Yisrael, the Chiris Ha'am, and therefore they bow down for this Besura. But now we can understand the answer to the other question that we asked. Why the Ben Russia? And we asked, why does Hashem, out of all of the Bonim, the first time that He communicates, that Moshe Rabbeinu communicates to Klal Yisrael, and He tells them about a the future, there are four sons He could have talked about, the Chacham, the Tom, the Shehnei, the Elisha, choose one of the others. Why does the first son that have that has to be addressed, why does it have to be the Ben Russia? That's the first one that he has to inform them about. And on this um, Roshah, and on this Ben, you find, <speaking in Hebrew> As Rashi says, <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> This is where Klal Yisrael is going to give their It's going to be on the information That they're going to have For this they give What's going on here And the answer is dafka. It has to be this son Mentioned and it has to be This son that they give Because if their Was not merely on the fact That they're having children They weren't giving We're going to have children they're giving shvach Voidah on the fact that Klal Yisrael is being chosen now as the eternal Jewish people. But the proof of that choice and choosing and its eternity is demonstrated with the Ben Russia, precisely with the Ben Russia. only with the Ben Roshah, not with the Ben Chochem, and the Tam, and the Sheinah, the Elisho, that are, that are possibly deserving children. But the undeserving child, the one that seems to be Egyptian, the one that's, that's, that's assimilated 98%, and here Hashem says, Nevertheless, the Mitzrayim Vezboteinu and here I'm still choosing you, even though you're going to have these kind of children, I'm still making this choice. For that we give Shwach Boidro. What kind of Bonim? Any kind of Ben, Hashem still wants him over the Egyptians and chooses him over the Egyptians. I, in the Haggadah, we respond somewhat differently to the Ben Russia than the Possig does. Because in truth, there's a little bit of a difference between the Ben Russia that's being addressed in the Haggadah and the Ben Russia over here. Here the Ben Rush that's being addressed is being told that potentially, potentially he's still a chalik of Klal Yisrael, with minimal action as long as he's willing to join Klal Yisrael, as long as he's not being as long as he doesn't leave the body of Klal Yisrael and partakes and participates in them and identifies with them he's part of Klal Yisrael. he has that Pintel Yid Hashem wants him and Hashem chooses him as well as long as he's not being mighty, so it's not cloud. And what are those two identifying features that make someone part of Klal Yisroel? Those are the two mitzvahs. Brismila and Korban Pesach. Brismila and Korban Pesach are the two mitzvahs that represent the selection of Klal Yisroel as being different and distinguished from the rest of the world. Brismila, that's obvious. With the brismila you're showing an identifiable mark in your body that you're different, that you're not a guy, that you're a yid. That's what represents the real pintle yid. It's the pintle yid. The name shakai, shin, dalad, yud. We have a shin and a dalad on the tefillin. We have a shin on our bodies, by our nose, the medrash says. The medrash says the nostrils are shaped like a shin. The dalad, the crook of the arm, is shaped like a dalad. The yid... The pintal yid, that's the brismila. That's the brismila. For that reason, says the medresh, if a person doesn't have a brismila, he's left with a shindal that's a shade, and he goes into Gehenim. But if he has the pintal yid, the brismila, Avramavinu comes and schleps him out of Gehenim in the merit of the brismila, because the brismila is the pintal yid. The brismila identifies you as a yid. If nothing else about you, as long as you have a bris, you're a yid. So brismila represents Yiddishkeit. It represents the pintal yid. Literally the pintal yid. That's the point of yid. That's the yid of the Shindalad yid in the human body. A yid has on his body a Shindalad yid. And the yid, the pintal yid, that's the brismila. That's what identifies you. Without it, chorus, you're cut off from Klal Yisrael. Without it, you're not part of Klal Yisrael. You're missing. You're not part of the nation of Klal Yisrael. If you're not part of Klal Yisrael, that's chorus. That's the essence of course. being cut off from Klal straw. This is what identifies you. But the second thing that identifies you clearly is the Korban Pesach. Because the Korban Pesach is this Korban that Hashem said, "Do this in order that I'll make the distinction." <speaking in Hebrew> if I see the blood, if I see the blood, dam mila. And Dam Korb and Pesach. Both of them. Because those, both of those are representations that I will make this distinction. the Aleichem. I will then skip over and save you if you have the Dam. So both Korim Pesach and Brismila were there for one purpose. As representative signs, as an ois. The bris is an ois. lo ois. The bris is an ois. And the dam is the ois. Both are an ois. and both are an ois of dam, dam mila, dam korban pesach, bedomay chayi, bedomay chayi. With both bloods, dam korban pesach, dam korban mila, and you need both. lochem ice. And therefore, this becomes the sign that you're a yid. and that's the whole concept of psicha. Of jumping, of saving, of the salvation of the Eden, which here represent more than salvation, but their chosenness, their election as the Am HaNifchar, their their selection and their distinguishing from the Goy. So Moshe Rabbeinu likewise tells Klal Yisrael that you got Mishchu Kulo Chem Tzayin to HaPesach. And why he's already calling it a korban pesach? Because the whole concept of this korban is for the purpose of psicha. They'll be punished. You'll see the blood of the korban pesach. Ufosach Hashem, our Pesach Hashem will therefore save you. So this is the korban that represents what? This is the korban of psicha. Of Asher. So now if you partake of this carbon and you want to show that you are this yid that Hashem says you're different than a guy and I should, and I will pass over you fine. But if you're not even willing to do that, if you're purposely rebelling and you're purposely pushing away even this identification with a yid, then already, then already you've rebelled. It's like the Brismila. These are two mitzvahs that are, are identity-promoting mitzvahs. Identity to, to a very minimal amount, to the pintal yid, that's all. All Hashem is saying, demonstrate that there is a pintal yid there, and I will see it, even if the malochim don't, it's enough for me. And what is the sign, what is the ois? Damila and Dam Korim Pesach, and that shows that you're a yid, and then I will save you, because I see the pintal yid. If you don't even do that, then already you're hightiest in a cloud. Misha no If a yid doesn't believe in Hashem, say me'eretz mitzrayim, you don't deserve the anochi either. If you're not a Maimin in Hashem, me'eretz mitzrayim, the distinction between a yid and a guy, to distinguish between a yid and a guy, if that you're also obliterating, then anochi you're also missing. That's what we say to the Ben-Rosha. How does it follow? How does Lufisha, and then Kofar B'Iker, if anything you should put Kofar beiker first, that seems to be the worst sin, to be a Kofar, to deny God, that's the worst thing. And is a secondary consideration. Why are we placing the seemingly secondary consideration Sin of in the primary spot, in the first spot. Terence is because that's the way it works over here. In the case of Marcus of Buchirus, it was that Hashem said, If I see you as being a Yid, I'll save you. If you refuse even that, if you're then already you're not part of Klaus Yisrael, then already. Then already you're also a kafar baker. A Yid that doesn't recognize Hashgach HaProtis, a guy, that's okay, he could believe in just the Anoichi. He doesn't need the Asher the idea of hashgacha Hashgach the special relationship between a Yid and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But a Yid who doesn't recognize the Asher Tzai says the Orchus Chaim L'Rosh, Gamba Anoichi Einoi Maimin. A Yid that doesn't recognize the Asher Tzai Sikham Eretz Mitzrayim, well, if he's a a He's gerech he's counted as if he doesn't believe in the Anoichi as well. Therefore, the Russia we put that part first. Do the Korban Pesach. Be part of Yisrael. Do the Bismillah. If you don't do the Bismillah, if you don't do the Korban Pesach, that's called Khoitzi Satsuman You removed any mark of the Pintel Yid from upon your roof. Once you remove that Pintel Yid once you remove the Pintel Yid, so that's it. Now you're lost. loy But, as long as you identify, as long as you're not a if you're not a then there's hope. Even if you're a Russian, there's hope. Because the Pintel Yid is still there. Pesach is about the celebration of this Pintel Yid even when there's nothing else there. Therefore, the Pasik has to be speaking about the Ben Roshah, where Hashem says, this is the point, I will punish the Egyptians and plague the Egyptians, Vesboteinu Hitzil. So for this the people give shvach v'oido, and they bow down, v'ayik on the Ben Roshah, on the Besur of the Ben Roshah. Why? Because the... Because the Thanksgiving here wasn't on having children, it was on the selection of kliyos and amanivchor, and that's demonstrated most noticeably with the selection of the, even the Ben Russia. So now we've explained why there is a relationship between the bris and the Korban pesach, because both mitzvahs represent the bechiras ha'am Israel and their Havdollah from other ummas a'olam, even to the point of where the malachim don't recognize this hakadosh baruch who recognizes it he determines it, he distinguishes, he's able to recognize the Pintel Yid that every Jew has in his heart. This is essentially what the Rambam writes in Perak Be'ez, Hilchiz Gerash, why it is that if a Yid is forced to give a geth, it's called, it's considered to be the because deep down every Yid has Ritzaynei the Pintel Yid means that every Yid is different deep down, even when he does Averis, even when you have to force it out of him. Even when you have to beat it out of it. Because deep down, a yid is a yid. And as long as he's not in that cloud, he's part of Klael Yisrof. For that reason, Kephiyah helps, says the Rambam. Again, we could understand why the number four is the key number in, in Pesach. Everything is four. Why so many fours? Why is everything four? Because what is four? Four. Arba miyodeya arba imois, the number four corresponds to the four imois. Because the aside of being a Jew, the aside of this pintal yid, is what comes from your mother automatically, without any effort. You're born into being a yid. You don't have to grow into it. You're born a yid. This pintal yid that HaKadosh Baruch makes the distinction between a yid and a goy is imparted to a Jew automatically, by his mother. Matrilineal descent, matrilineal ancestry. That's what imparts Judaism and being a Jew to the child. It's automatic. It's a maternal thing. It comes from the mother, the Arba'i It doesn't have to be worked on. Haqarjbar, who's trying to demonstrate that he selects us for being a yid automatically. For that reason we find bni Musar Ovicha, Vaal Titaish Tarasimekha. The tire of the father, the muster of the father, has to be learned and listened to. It has, an effort has to be made. Energy has to be expanded. You have to be shma beneath a positive act of listening. Something has to be done to imbibe it. The mother's tire, even the tire of the mother, comes automatically. That, unless you reject it, it's yours. It's part of your heritage. It's part of your legacy. You're born into it, unless you rebel and reject it. If you rebel and reject it, then it's levelai. If you remove yourself from the cloud, you're born into it. It's yours. You're born with a legacy. Call It's yours to lose. You're born with the Aulam Haba. You're born with the Pintaliyyad. You're born automatically into Yisrael. You're born automatically into this Aman to the chosen people. Call Every Jew's born. To it's yours to lose. You have to do an act, an active act of rejection. You have to reject the Pintaliyid. You have to throw away your oilam Habu. It's yours to lose. You're born with it. It's yours to lose. You have to kick it away. Al If you don't kick it away, the Torah of your mother is automatic. The 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 Torah that comes matrilineally. The Torah that comes automatically with your Judaism that you're born into, that comes by itself. It's immediately the memela, the pintaliyid you're born with. You ha- it's yours to lose. It's yours to reject. As long as you don't reject it, you automatically have it. al titoish. Don't reject it. Don't rebel against it. Don't be in as atzvanaklal. Don't remove it. Don't reject it. If you reject it, if you're a Titoish, if you rebel against it, you could do that, you could lose it, you could lose your pintal yid. You could be mightiest atzvam in aklal. Altitoish Tayrasi Mechla. Yadus, your Yiddishkeit comes automatically. It's your pintal yid, it comes in the mail, it comes automatically. And therefore, the number four is the symbolic one of Pesach. Because Pesach is Arba Miodea, it corresponds, it's connected to Arba imos. it corresponds to the Emois because this pint yid that Hashem made this distinction between a yid and a gai, is an automatic one it requires minimal effort yes it requires two things a korban Pesach and a bismillah to identify with klal Yisrael. if you reject that that's a rejection and it's chorus you're cut off from the people but if not, if not that you could be a Russia. you could be a Russia as long as it's altita ishtara simacha it's automatically yours it's part of your legacy and your heritage this then is the remes of the Korban Pesach and the name Pesach. And that's why we make a whole big thing about the Yontav of Pesach and we have to have so much Hakor Zatoiv for all these centuries and all of these millennia we owe such a debt of gratitude to Hashem for 3,000 years. Not for the passive act, for the mere fact that we weren't killed. But for the Bechir sham. We're celebrating and we're thanking Hashem and showing Him gratitude in Pesach that He chose us. He chose us when we were undeserving of being chosen. That we are His people. That's what we're celebrating. That's what we're showing HaKoros HaToiv gratitude to. And yes, that's why we have to do it on the Rosh on the Ben Rasha. Because that's where this idea of chosenness is most is most uh, demonstrable. This concept of Bukhira saam requires the two mitzvahs of Mila and Korban Pesach. And therefore the two are connected both of them require one to do it under penalty, of course. And we know that you can't fulfill the korban Pesach without a B'Ris milah. You have to have a Milah to do the korban Pesach. Again, because they're connected. It's both Dams. Both of them have a Shaykhaz one to the other. Both of them have an Oynish Chorus. Because both of them, both of them demonstrate and indicate the Bechiras Am and the ties and bonds that a Jew has to being a Jew, the meal of the Korban Pesach, then you have the Pintel Yid. Both represent this Pintel Yid that's special about a Jew. Without it, if you don't have a, if you don't have that pintal Yid, the Oynish is automatically Chorus because you're cut off from Klal Yisrael. You're not part of Klal Yisrael. Without it, there's an Oynish Chorus because Chorus means to be cut off and to be not part of Klal Yisrael. <speaking in Hebrew> Therefore, over here it says, They gave shvach, they thanked Hashem, and they acknowledged that even if they have him, there's hope for them. There's hope for this Ben Rosha as long as he has the pinto yid, as long as he maintains it through the korban pesach and the Bresmila, the domay the You will live with the blood, with the blood of korban pesach. You will live, you will live with the blood. Of, Corbin, of the Dam Mila, the blood of Dam Mila, the Dam of Korban Pesach, without it, it's chorus, you're dead. Without it, it's chorus, you're not part of Klal Yisrael, you're dead to Klal Yisrael. With it, with the blood of Mila and the blood of Korban Pesach, you will live. As long as you have those two things, you have that Pintaliid. Yisroel. gave Shvach Voido, Vayi do Om for the Besurus HaBonim Shei'i even though they were born in Rishoyim. Because this possek of Vayikoydom Vayishtachim was part of the possek of Vamartim Zevach Pesach. And the Shvach Boido is not merely because they're going to have children, but it's the theme of the Vamartim Zevach Pesach. And that theme is the selection of Klal Yisrael as being the chosen people. And that is more demonstrated by having the Ben Rosha indicated. That's the essence of the Korban Pesach. This pinto Yid, and this is more demonstrated by the Ben Russia. So now we understand also why the Bal Hagodah doesn't bring down the tshuva that the Torah gives to the Russian. Because the Hagodah is speaking of the Russia, who is Hoytzi, is in and cloud, who doesn't want to be part of that, and that he's no longer than part of the Amhan nivchar and the pledge of the eternity of the Klal Yisrael That comes if you have the Pintel Yid. He's no longer under that pledge Of the Bechiros Am Yisrael. Then If he's He removes himself Then we talk, tell him Leave Eloi We answer to him l'o, l'o, ilu But a Russia that's part of Klal Yisrael Who has the Brasmila, who has the Korban Pesach. And that's what the Pesach is referring to. The Pesach is referring to the Korban Pesach. The Pesach is referring to a Yid who partakes of Klal Yisrael. And to partake of Klal Yisrael means Korban Pesach. And to partake of Korban Pesach, you have to have a Brismila. So if you have a Korban Pesach, you must also have a brismila, Otherwise, you can't even do the Korban Pesach. So we're talking about somebody, a Rosh, who's a Chelek of Klal Yisrael. He's not a Hoitzius Atzmum and a Klalnik. He's not that kind of a Russian. It's a Hoyti satsum na because the pasuk is referring clearly to somebody that's part of the korban pesach, who's a chelik of klal Yisrael with a bris with the korban pesach, and then he deserves to be saved. Benok mitzrayim He has it. He deserves it to be saved. He's part of klal Yisrael. He's not a satsum na Therefore, it says zavach pesach. This is the Iker part of the Haggadah referring to the Korban Pesach aspect of it. This is the Iker Tamses, the Yisoid of the Korban Pesach, which is the concept of Bechira Sa'am and Bechinab between a Mitzri and a Yehudi, the distinction between a Jew and a Guy. And therefore, this distinction is more borne out and more prominently understood by the Ben Rosh himself that's where we could see that's where it's demonstrable the Iker Chiluk and the Iker Havchona and the Bechira of the Am Sgula so Pesach. this is one of the prominent aspects of the Haggadah there's three things, there's the Pesach Matz and Mora, but this is the symbolically representative Posik that refers to the Pesach and we're now defining the essence of the carbon of Pesach as being the Bechira's Klal Yisrael, the Bechira of Klal Yisrael. And therefore, as long as he's not hoiti hisat's Klal, even though he looks and acts like an Egyptian, and he's 98% assimilated, HaKadosh Baruch still says, I want him and I save him, and he's still worthy of Benogfoyez Mitzrayim, v'esboteinu Hitzil. So ho'om in Shvach being the Am and therefore it has to be the Pesach of the Ben Rasha in order that there should be a true Vayikodom Vayishtachavu. So therefore what Rashi says that they were bowing down, why? al And we were wondering, the Ben Rasha, this is what they're being thankful for? Yes, because they're not being thankful on having children per se. They're being thankful on the fact that take a look how much the love of Hashem is that Hashem is willing to choose them and select them and elect them as being an Am even when they're undeserving. So only when they're informed that even the Ben roshah is part of this, is part of the selection process, that's when there's a greater Shvach Voidah. There's not such a Shvach Voidah, there's not such a vayikoido Voidah to say that my Ben Chocham, my Tzadik, or my Tam, my Tzemim is like a child, or the the young immature Shainu the will be saved. That's not something to be so happy and celebrate. But if you tell me that all of my children, even the Ben Russia, even the Ben Russia deserves to be saved, even those children, then then I could give shvach Voido. Because my Shwach Voido is not going on the saving of the child itself. It's not going on having the child. It's going on the degree of love that Hashem has for us, that He's willing to elect us to be special. And it shows how special we are, that the Pintel extends even to the Ben russia. So, the pasuk that, that represents this whole idea, which is the posik of Amartem Zevach Pesachul this is the Pesach of Hashem of where he is choosing us over the Egyptians. This is the posik that refers to this idea. This is the pasuk that refers to the selection process. This is what Hashem is trying to say. That's why the first time that Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to Klal Yisrael and he speaks about their children, he's referring here to Korban Pesach. He's not referring now to the matzah and to the mor. He's referring to the Koran Pesach. What is special and unique about the Koran Pesach. And what's special and unique, the way we're taiching up now, is that the Koran Pesach represents the selection of Klal Yisrael, even when they're undeserving. It's the selection of Klal Yisrael merely because they have a Pintoli That's the essence of what the Koran Pesach is. And that's what the Koran Pesach represents. So if you want to demonstrate the concept of the selection of Klal Yisrael and its election to being an Am by way of the Korban Pesach which is the contrast of the it could only be on the Ben Roshah and to this the people say We give you thanks because now we understand the idea So in the Vamartem Zevach Pesach it has to be a Ben Roshah because once we understand what the Zevach Pesach is all about it could only be with the Ben Roshah, because with any of the other bonim, the idea of Korban Pesach isn't as prominently displayed. The idea of the Korban Pesach isn't as powerful as a message. This is the theme and the message of the Korban Pesach, the selection of Klal Yisrael that no matter what. So the only way to demonstrate the lesson of the selection of Klal Yisrael as the Amma no matter what is only the no matter what is in the Ben Roshah. Otherwise, you don't have the full power of the theme of the korban Pesach. So it has to be a Ben Roshah. For that reason, since this is where Moshe Rabbeinu communicates to Kalal Yisrael the laws, the halachas of the korban Pesach and its details, as well as the message and the theme of the korban Pesach, it has to begin with the Ben Roshah. Because only in the Ben Roshah can the lesson of the Korban Pesach be properly conveyed. And therefore, as we said, the number four represents the Al-Tito Ishtar HaSimecha. automatically you have, you're a Jew, you're chosen. And therefore we've explained also why the Korban Pesach, which represents this theme and teaches the message of the Korban Pesach is this theme of the selection of Kalal Yisrael. If you transgress it, you're high of course, because then you're not selected and then you're not part of the Amanivchar. And therefore we now again see the connection between the Mila and the korban Pesach. Both represent the same idea. And therefore we've explained as well the beginning of the Pasik of the Vamatim Zalach Pesach and the end of the Pasik of Vaikai Do'am Vayishtachavu, that this is not a misplaced afterthought in the Pasik but it's part of what the Pesach represents as, as a theme and that the people respect and show and show um, appreciation of this idea. Now, the truth is, with this we could understand one aspect of the Matzah as well. The union of Chometz and Matzah on Pesach is actually the theme of the Rambam that we said earlier from Perak Be'ez Hilchas Gerish and because it's based Primarily on Midrashim, as well as the Gemara and Bruches. The Gemara and Brachas, Daf Yud Zayn, says that the Yitzhar is symbolized with Chometz. The Gemara over there brings down Brachas, Daf Yud Zayin. A Yid's true rots in his inner desire, in his inner heart. In other words, his pintal Yid desires to do Hashem's desire. The pintal Yid in every Jew. The underlying desire of every Yid deep down is It's the Chometz. As Rashi explains that the Yetzir Hora is compared to the Chometz in the heart. This is the essence of the idea of the Pintel Yid. And this is why the Rambam says you could drive it out by forcing it out, by beating it out. Because even the Rasha who's doing things wrong can be beaten back into the good path, and he's also part of Klal Yisrael because he also has the Ritzuneinulasa <speaking in Hebrew> he also has the Pintaliyid, it's only the Chomets that's causing him to sin, that's the Yetzer Horror. He's a Chelik <speaking in Hebrew> Am and it's only the Saor be Esau, the Chomets in the heart, which is Ma'akim, which is holding him back. But the Etzim, he's a Jew and he's a good Jew as long as he identifies with Klal Yisrael. So it's really the theme of the Matzah and the Chomets that allows for the Rambam to say that because of the Pintel Yid, because deep down, only because of that idea that there's this Pintel which is what the Korban Pesach itself, as we've said, that's the message and the lesson of the Korban Pesach, only because of that could the Rambam say, therefore, even a Yid Russia you could beat it out of him, as long as he identifies, and he's not Hoytzi and in clown. Therefore, all of this was taught to us in the beginning of the shlichus of Moshe. B'niv b'chayr Yisrael, you're my son. Shalach has b'niv yavduni. He ne'anoichi yuhoirig as bincha b'chorecha for as punishment, and it's anoichi that's doing it. It's the shchina that's doing it because the shchina makes this distinction between a yid and a guy. The side of Pesach is b'chiras Yisrael. Magefas Mitzrayim benok v'yes Mitzrayim. For this when they heard this Besura We also now have a good understanding and a good Pshat as to why is it that out of all of the Arab Bonin, the first one to be mentioned in the Torah is the Ben Rosha. Why does the Ben Roshah become the first of the four sons mentioned in the Torah Why not start with the other ones? But according to this, this is the appropriate place to start with. We're discussing the Korban Pesach and the Besur and the message of the Korban Pesach. It's appropriate primarily with the Ben Rusha To tell us that even the Ben Russia has a Pintol and even a Ben Russia is not beyond hope. You could be 98% Egyptian, but you still have Matzah in your heart. It's the Sora that's Isodatsm Akiv, HaKodesh Boruch, who recognizes the Pintaliyid, and there's always hope of a return. The appropriate place to start the Arba bonen is with the Ben Rosham because that's where the message of the Korban Pesach becomes its most powerful and teaches us the lesson of Klal Yisrael being the Amma Nivchar. For this, they thanked Hashem for this message. With this understanding, what the essence of the Korban Pesach is and what the Korban Pesach itself is meant to symbolize. Another peculiar aspect of the Yontov of Pesach can be explained. The Gemara in Menachos, Nafsamuchey Omidays, Nafsamuchevav OmidAleph, discusses the fact that Sfira Se'omer, which begins from the second day of Pesach, because it says Usfartem Lohemi Mocharos Hashabbos. And Mimochas HaShabbos is understood by Chazal. They have a tradition that Mimochas HaShabbos means from the day following the first day of Pesach. And therefore the word Shabbos in the Torah, in Parsh's Emor, refers to the first day of Pesach. Not to Shabbos itself, but they refer to a Shabbos veracious. And this of course was a major, major controversy between the Tzedukim and the Perushim. Chazal, based on the tradition, they had a messiah that the count of Sphir Saoimer is to begin with the second day of Pesach, and you count 50 days, and that becomes Shavuos. The Tzedukim, on the other hand, held that Mimochos HaShabbos means Kipshuto, literally, the day following Shabbos, which is Sunday, and therefore for them, Shavuos always came out on a Sunday because the count of the Omer always had to begin on a Sunday as well. Mimochos Shabbos, And likewise, Mimochos HaShabbos yom meant that Shavuos always came out on a Sunday because the count always had to begin on a Sunday. And therefore, they understood Mimochos Shabbos literally as the day following Shabbos, which is Sunday. And Chazal had the Messiah that Mimochros HaShabbos means the day following the first day of Pesach. Many Mephoshim wonder at the fact, though, that Pesach is referred to as Mimochros HaShabbos. Seemingly, Mimochros HaShabbos should mean, literally, the day following Shabbos, the Shabbos of the week, of the, in other words, referred to as Shabbos of How could Pesach be referred to as Mimochros HaShabbos? Why would Pesach be called Shabbos? Why would the first day of Pesach be called Shabbos? A number of Meforshim differentiate, in general, between Yom Tovim and Shabbos. That whereas Shabbos is sanctified from above, it's sanctified by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's Mekadesh HaShabbos, and it's independent of the Jewish people. It's referred to as an Isarusa de Le'Elah. It's a sanctification. That emanates from on high, and the and the line, the vector of sanctification, goes from up to down, from from Shemaim to this world. Whereas the vector of sanctification of other Yom Tovim, of all general Yom Tovim, is Isarusa de It begins from a sanctification down here in this world, and the sanctification then proceeds to go upward. It's an upward sanctification. It's an Isarusa deletata. And therefore we say Mikadesh Yisroel Vazmanim because the sanctification comes from man. All Yom Tovim are Isarusa deletata. All Yom Tovim are sanctified by Yisroel. Therefore Yisroel precedes the Hasmanim Mikadesh Yisroel Vazmanim. The Kedusha emanates from down here and proceeds upward. Whereas Shabbos emanates its kedusha from from the heavens and proceeds down to earth. After all, Shabbos was here before mankind, and the Kedushas HaShabbos was here before man, and Kedushas Shabbos is independent of man, whereas Kedushas Yom Tovim, the Moadim, are totally dependent on Klal Yisrael, on Beisden, and without Klal Yisrael there is no Yom Tovim, therefore the Kedusha of man precedes the Kedusha of the Yom Tovim. Based on this, many say that, that Pesach is considered likewise an Isarusa that unlike other Yom Tovim, there's an element of Shabbos in it. It certainly is a regular Yom Tovim, Vazman, and We say that on Pesach as well. But it contains elements of Shabbos. According to what we've been explaining before, we can understand this perfectly as well. That unlike other Yom Tovim that require more of an effort from the part of mankind to be deserving, to be deserving of the kedusha or of the miracle that the Yontif represents, Pesach was done almost independent of man's deserving it. HaKodesh Baruch Hu chose Klal Yisrael. Pesach was the choosing of Klal Yisrael. It wasn't something that we deserved and therefore it emanates from us, but rather the choosing of the Jews the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose Klal Yisrael in an almost irrational way, in a miraculous way, is something which is best represented by the concept of Shabbos, Isarusa del Eila, HaKadosh Baruch Hu places the sanctification. Henceforth, all other mo'adim are going to be Isarusa del Once Klal Yisrael has become sanctified, once there's a Bekadeh Shisrael. Then there is Mekadesh Yisroel, Vahazmanin isarus diletato, But the original Kiddush of Klal Yisroel, the original Mekadesh Yisroel, came about that first night of Pesach. The first night of Pesach, when HaKadosh sanctified us and chose us, and decided to make Klal Yisroel his chosen people for all eternity, for all time. That was a choosing of the Jews, which occurred on the first day of Pesach. That was the Mekadesh Yisrael, similar to the Nekadesh HaShabbos. The same way that Hashem chose Shabbos amongst all the days. Likewise, Hashem chose Klal Yisrael amongst all the nations. Which is why the Mether says that Shabbos and Klal Yisrael are a zivu. They're a pair, they're a couple. HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose Shabbos from all the days. HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose Klal Yisroel from amongst all the people. So the initial kedushas nefesh of Klal Yisroel was done by HaKadosh Baruch Hu and as we're saying, irrationally and undeservedly, miraculously. So the same way there's on the Kadesh Hashabbos, there's likewise on the Yisroel. True, it's on the Kadesh Yisroel, the Hasman, in turn. Once Klal Yisrael becomes sanctified, the Kadesh Yisroel, they in turn sanctify the days of the Moadim. But the initial choosing of Klal Yisrael, of the Kadesh HaShabbos, or the Yisroel, is similar to the Kadesh HaShabbos. And this occurred the first day of Pesach. And therefore, although we didn't do enough or much to deserve it, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose the Jews in an irrational, miraculous way The Kadesh Yisrael That occurred the first day of Pesach And therefore it was a state of being As we said earlier It's Al mecho. We're born into it We're born with the Olam Haba K'la Yisrael is born with the Olam Haba It's theirs to lose It's theirs to reject It's theirs to, to turn away from But other than that HaKadosh Baruch Hu automatically chooses us. This occurred the first day of Pesach. Therefore, the Torah refers to the first day of Pesach as Shabbos. Just like Shabbos is Sarusa Delayla, likewise the first day of Pesach is a Sarusa Delayla. But to drive home the lesson that that was the initial sanctification, and thenceforth it is our responsibility on the Sarusa latato to sanctify this man, Therefore we're given the command of The next day Begin the countdown The next day you begin the count The next day you create shavuz. By counting day after day The sphere is dependent upon you The sphere is dependent on man The first day of Pesach Was chosen by Hashem And Klal Yisrael was elevated Klal Yisrael was sanctified And elevated to a very high degree But then they were informed that now it's your task to do it on your own. The first day Hashem did it. The first day Hashem sanctified us it was in the Kadesh HaShabbos, Mekadesh Yisroel. We were chosen like Shabbos and there was a direct sanctification on this Arusha Del Eila, like Shabbos, Mekadesh HaShabbos. Likewise, Mekadesh Yisroel. But that's the first day, the first choosing of the Jews. And from that point on, it's usfartem lochem. You have to begin the count. Usfartem lochem. You have to do the sanctification. It's a sarusa diletato. When mimocharos hashabbos from the day following this initial sanctification that Hakadosh Baruch Hu did to us. So therefore Pesach is re- rightly referred to as Shabbos regarding the first day of Pesach. But now to drive home the the obligation and the message that it is now our responsibility henceforth all Mo'adim are of our sanctification, therefore we're given a special command of preparing yourself, of you prepare and you sanctify U'sfartem you have to do the sphere in order to come to the great day of Shavuos which is something which mankind has to achieve and Klal Yisrael has to achieve Hashem chose you on the first day of Pesach at the night of Makas B'chayrus during the Pesach, passing over HaKodesh Baruch chose us. HaKodesh Baruch chose us. Now that He chose us, usfartem lochem Mimochoros hashabbos from the day after this great day of sanctification of of Al Titaish Tarasimechu, where Hashem gave it to us in a matrilineal way. That whether we deserved it or not, it was given to us, was gifted to us. Like Shabbos, it was gifted to us. So for that reason, the first day of Pesach is called Shabbos, and the Mitzvah is highlighted and emphasized with the idea of Usfartem Lohemim Mochros HaShabbos, that Pesach should be referred to specifically as Shabbos. Pesach is referred to as Shabbos vis-a-vis Sphira Sa'ogar, because it wants to highlight this point, Usfartem Lohem, Mi Mochros HaShabbos. So we've now explained the importance of Korban Pesach and what Pesach represents and why the Korban is so important and why there's a din chorus for neglect of this mitzvah and also why HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us a chance for a do-over. Rarely are people given an opportunity for a do-over. The fact that there's a Pesach Shemi shows again how important HaKadosh Baruch Hu considers the mitzvah of of Korban Pesach then Hashem gives you a second opportunity if you missed it on the first even through no fault of your own it's not your fault that you missed it the first time nevertheless, Hashem wants to give you a second opportunity to fulfill the mitzvah of Korban Pesach what we refer to as children as a do-over Hashem gives it to us with a Korban Pesach because that's what Pesach represents this is Sarusadil del Elo the choosing of Klal the Nechadish Yisroel so this therefore explains to us as well the Muslach because it's known that Meqadesh HaShabbos means independent of Klal Yisrael, and it's also understood by everyone that Meqadesh Yisrael Vazmanim means that Klal Yisrael is the one that created Zmanim. But what we're highlighting now is what does the word Meqadesh Yisrael mean? The Meqadesh Yisrael is also similar to Meqadesh Hashabus that it's a choosing of the Jews, and that occurred on Pesach, the first day of Pesach. I was discussing this issue, I asked my son Shlomi Yitzchak the same question as to why the Torah begins the first of the four sons with um, with Ben Russia, and he offered the following terats, an interesting insight, which on the surface seems to actually contradict and go against the theme of what we've been saying before. He based his tarets on the question that he saw in the name of Rav Moshe Feinstein. Rav Moshe Feinstein asks, "Why is it that out of all of the four sons, out of all of the Arba Bonin, the only one that's mentioned in plural is the Russia? By all the other ones, the de the Vigarto Levincha, singular. Likewise, by the Tom ki the vincha, also ki in all those cases it's vigartal the singular, ki sholcha vincha, singular, your son. By the Rosh, it says, v'ehoyah ki yomru aleichem your sons will say to you. This, this implies there's going to be a lot of Roshayim. So why is that in the plural? Why is the ben Roshah in plural? Whereas all the other three sons are all mentioned in the Torah, in the singular either kishol or vigartol hovincho. So Moshe answers by saying because the tendency of a to, when he asks his questions, he likes an audience. He's a rabble-rouser and he tends to bring others with him. So he always seems to come with an entourage, as opposed to the other ones that they ask their questions. Honestly, the Russia's questions are always, are always done in a way where it makes the greatest impact because he's a rabble-rouser and he likes to bring a lot of people with him, he likes an audience, and he always comes with an entourage, and therefore it says, it says, Kiyom in the plural. My son Shlomi so didn't understand this Teretz. Kiyom Ro'aleicham benechem" implies it's your sons, it's your children, not just a son coming with an entourage of people, but it's plural of children. Why would the Torah still suggest that your children plural, are Rishoyim. And therefore, he wanted to say the following Teretz, which presents us with a very interesting insight, and it's the opposite, really, of what we were saying before. And that is that all four sons start off being a Russian. In actuality, Chazal tells us that when a child is born, when a baby is born, he's born with a Yetzir Hara. And every child grows with the Yetzir Hara. The or Tov comes only later to the child when he turns bar mitzvah. Therefore, everyone begins as a rasha. And it's only later on, through hard work, that you're able to convert the child from a rasha to a tzaddik. Therefore, kiyom raleicham b'neicham means all of your sons, all of the Arvor abonim are really rishoyim. That's the way they begin. They begin rishoyim the Torah therefore starts off the first child, the first child as a Russia, because that's the way they all start and the job is to convert them from a Russia to a tzaddik this notion is not as strange as it sounds he correctly pointed out, a pasuk in, in Eov perik of posuk yud beis v'ayir pera odom yivolait, that man is born on ayir pera a wild donkey. The ayur para odom yivolayt. A person is born a para. He's born a wild donkey. He's born a para odom. That's the way a person comes to this world. The job is to work on oneself and to develop the odom and to develop through the etatol, which comes later on, and through proper chinuch, to develop into a mensch. But you don't start off a mensch, you start off an ayur para. It starts off All of them All of the Arba Bonin Start off like this And therefore Because They weren't phased with the fact that As long as they're going to have children They'll work on the children That's their job Their job is to convert the Ayur Para Into an Odom Therefore it says Because you should know That all of the Arba Bonin Are really potentially deep down potential Rishoyim all four Bonin can become Rishoyim if left unattended and not worked on. and therefore it says plural, because this is the common denominator that's in all four of the sons the other ones develop later but this, this is the natural growth the natural growth of a child is to become a Roshah unless you do something to arrest that natural growth Becoming a Russia is a natural growth. You have to do something to change it. Don't think that you're naturally a tzavik. Naturally you're a Russian. Therefore it says it in the plural of because this is the natural state of a person. He will grow into a Russia. Contrary to popular opinion nowadays that people have left to their own devices will inherently be good and they inherently know what's good and your own neshama, so to speak, will tell you what's good, it's true a person has a neshama tahayra, but what speaks to you generally is the etzahara it's the etzahara that speaks to you and it's the Zahara that you listen to and the person left to his own devices without the input of chinuch, without the input of Torah, without the input of musr and what the Torah attempts to do to a person, he will grow automatically into an ayur para, and it's only through hard work Through effort and through the guidelines of the Torah, that a person could become a tzaddik. Therefore, the Torah begins with a Russia, and the Torah uses it in plural in order to tell you that implicitly, each one has inside of them, deep down, a Russia that, left to its own devices, will actually grow into a Russia. Va'yikoydom, va'yistachavu. People understood the message and they knew that their job is to convert it and make a tzaddik out of it. Actually, this word fits in very well with a pshat that said regarding the vafato hakeishinov. According to one pshat, hakeishinov doesn't necessarily mean that you rebuke him and you and you tell it to him in a negative way, where where you make him gnash his teeth, so to speak, or you blunt his teeth, or you smack him in the teeth. Hakeishinov means the following: the gemachi of the word rosha is 570 Resh, Shin, Ayan is 570 The Gematria of Shinov Shin is 300 Nun is 50 Yud and Vav is 16 The Gematria of Shinov is 366 Hakeya Shinov Knock the Shinov out of the Russia. If you knock the Shinov out of the Russia, In other words, you knock the 366 out of the rush out of the 570 you're left with the gematria of 204 366 from 570 is 204 the gematria of tzaddik is 204 tzaddik is 90 than yud is 14 kuf is 100 that's 204 the gematria of tzaddik is 204 the job is to knock the Shinov out of the Russia and thereby converting him into a tzaddik. Now this is not just then a cute word. According to this it tells us much, much more. It tells us that the way you create a tzaddik is by knocking the Shinov out of a Russia through Chinuch, through the constant Chinuch and the struggle. If you take Shinov out of a Russia, you're going to have a tzaddik. A Russia could be converted into a tzaddik. The natural state of a person is to be a Russia. If you allow the Eitz horror to grow and to progress unchecked and unfettered and left to its own devices, a person will develop into a Russia. But if you do chinuch, if you're mechanech, then says the pasuk in Mishlei, if you give musr, if you give whatever is required to discipline the, this potential in Russia, and your hake ashenov, you'll be left with a tzaddik. That's how you develop a tzaddik. So therefore they understood this. They accepted the challenge. They accepted the challenge that all, bonnet, all of your b'neicham, all of the four sons begin in the state of Russia. Your job is hake and to convert them and to transform them into a tzaddik. ha means convert them, transform them into a tzaddik. The Russia will become a tzaddik. Left to its own devices, if the Russia rejects and develops into a real Russia. that's already when you have the hakoda that responds by saying, leave a low, low, ha But when Ha-Kodesh Boruch, who told you Yisav, he was really telling them a truism of Chinuch. He's telling them a fact of life. Don't expect that your sons are going to be naturally good. Know that all four sons are going to have this Russia quality in them, and you're going to have to work on them. Work on it. you know? convert him into tzaddikim, and you'll have a tzaddikim. This idea that a person's natural state is to be an ayur para, and it's only through the Torah, and it's only through Musr, and through chinuch and discipline, and the guidelines of the Torah that that creates the tzaddik is something which we find in many places in Yiddishkeit. As the sefer chinuch explains in, in the midst of Korban Pesach, he explains in the midst of Korban Pesach why are there so many mitzvahs in the Torah? Ki odom nifal Laisov. He explains in the uh, mitzvah um, Yodzain about the reason why we have so many mitzvahs in the Torah. Mitzvah Mysias. Because a person is going to be influenced by his deeds. And therefore, if the Torah gives us many mitzvahs, it'll be a way to refine the person and to make a tzaddik out of them. But if you leave a person alone, he'll grow into a para-odom. And therefore, contrary to what is the accepted popular thoughts on this, that a person is inherently good and left to his own devices whatever is natural, Whatever your heart tells you is good is automatically good. That's not the case. What your heart tells you is good is not necessarily good. It's what the tire tells you that's good, that is good. And therefore, this is a very important lesson. And therefore, you have to begin the Rasha. You have to begin the process of Chinuch from the very beginning. You have to realize that all children need discipline. You can have a good child. He still needs discipline. And therefore the Medusherab in the beginning of Parsha Shemois elaborates regarding different parents and their relations with their children, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, as well as David and others, the way they treated their children, those that they disciplined and gave Chinuch to, developed into tzaddikim. Those that were left wild, let run loose like a Yishmoel, become a para-Odom. With this, we could explain something else as well. We know, of course, that the Torah's answer to the Russia is somewhat different than the Hagada's answer to the Russia. The Torah answers with zevach pesach, and on that we have whereas the Hagoda says hakeishinov v'amartaivav l'ivel etc. Of course, according to this, the Torah's Russia is not the developed Russia; it's the incubating Russia, where there's still hope for pesach you have to discipline them, and they'll grow up okay. The one, the Russia that that's still rejects it, when it's allowed to grow into a Russia, then already we have a serious problem. Then already he's kofar ikr he removes himself from the community, he doesn't accept any discipline, he doesn't accept any kind of chinuch. Now, the rashi on the Pasik by the Shein of says, mikan remes tshuva leben Russia. It says, "Leave." Says Rashi, based on the Mechilta, that this is a remez shuvah to the Ben Rasha that we say, "Leave alo, lo. That's of course where the Haggadah gets it from, So low low." So the Ksav Seif so rather points out why is it that the remez shuvah of the Ben Rasha is to be found in the pasuk and the response of the Shein or the Elisha of all of the other sons. If we we're going to have a remes tshuva to the Ben Roshah, why is it chosen to be in the Pusik of the Sheh Nadei According to what we're saying now, we have a Teretz. Saf forgives his Teretz. His Teretz is based on the fact, also in a way similar, the idea being that a person has to realize that if he wants to prevent his Sheh Nadei Lisho from growing up and maturing and becoming a Russian, you have to start the chinuch young and early in order that he shouldn't grow into a Russian. But the truth is, according to what we're saying now, it's an identical concept. The idea is that the shayna de this young child, will inherent has within him inherently Russia like qualities. He's an Ayur para, and left unchecked, will grow into a Russian. It's an automatic growth. From Shener De Dayalishol to Russia, that's the natural process. Unless it's checked, unless it's developed differently, unless one does some positive input, you can't expect a tzaddik to grow on its own. You have to do something positive in order to create a tzaddik. To be passive will produce a Russia. Passive responses to children's education produce Rishoim, not tzaddikim. A sheinah de'elishol's natural growth is to be a Russia. It's interesting. The Malbim has a whole, whole Russia on this, on the Arba Bonim in the Torah, where he says that the pairing and the coupling is a chacham to a tom and a Russia to a de Elishal. and he compares it to the different movements in that we find in Yiddishkeit, the deviant movements, such as the reform movement. He says the chacham is the leader, the tom. Is the follower of the Chacham, and therefore both are two groups of leaders and followers. The Chacham is the Bentura leadership, and the Tom is the Tzimim is the uh, followers of the Chacham. Likewise, the Russia—that's the leadership. Shende Elishol thats the followers of the Russia. They're basically Russia. One of these, but they're too ignorant to to have developed the right philosophical questions like the Russia. So again, we find. This theme that there's a coupling, if you will, between a Chokhem and a Tom and the Russia and the Sheinode Elishol. Therefore, we can't remes Ben Russia to tell us that if left unfettered and left unchecked, the Sheinode Elishol grows into a Russia and will develop into a Russia unless you do something to arrest that growth. You have to do positive input to arrest the development. Of a shame that they into a Russian. Now, although this seems to contradict our approach that says that the Pintel Yid tells us that deep down we're all good, it's it's both things are simultaneously true. Rav Moshe Feinstein has another very beautiful vort on the holach mo'anya. In the holach mo'anya, we say holach mo'anya barod We talk about the matzahs being lechem oni. And we conclude with a tefillah, L'shonah ha Barad Yisrael, and L'shonah ha What's the connection between the Holach ma'anyah, between the Lechem Oni, and the prayer for L'shonah ha-boa, So, a number of Mephorashim point out, based on a Medrash, Medrash in Eichah, Posik in Eicha says, Golsa Yehuda Me'oni, that Yehuda went into... Uh, into exile with, with from only from poverty. Explains the Medrash What does it mean, Golsa Yudh Maoni, that Yehuda went into Golis because they didn't keep the mitzvah, they didn't observe the mitzvah of Lechemoni. Gol Sayyud Maoni because they didn't properly fulfill the mitzvah of Lechemoni, therefore they went into Golis. Therefore, since we're saying that we are fulfilling the mitzvah of Lechem Oni, we could then say a tefillah l'shon Rav Moshe elaborates on this. He points out the following. The Gomoran Yuma, Davtes rather says that the reason why we went into Golis, at least the first Golis, which is what the posse Kenechon refers to, galus of Ba'is Rishon, because of the fact that we, that we transgressed and we were over on the Isuram of Giloy Shvichas Daman, and Avod Zor. If that's the reason why we went into Gaulus. what does the Medush mean, Golsah Yehuda Me'oni, that we went into Gaulus on account of Lechem only? Rav Moshe therefore brings down the Rambam that we quoted earlier, the Rambam in Hilchus in days, that when Pericase, that um, when a person is forced into giving a get to his wife, we say that the get is, is kosher because deep down, <speaking in Hebrew> it's, the, it's the leavening in the heart that causes the person to, to sin. That represents the yetzer hora. Therefore, when we beat away the yetzer hora, we then allow the true nature, the true nefesh of the soral, the pintal yid, to come through. And we say that that pure, innocent neshama really wants to do the mitzvah. We mentioned from the Gemara in Brachas earlier that the Yetzir Hara is compared to Hametz. Rav Meishe says that really it's the Yetzir Hara that causes a person to do Gilay because there's three kinds of Yetzir Hara. There's the Yetzir Hara for Taiva and that's of course expressed with Gilay Raya's there's the Yetzir for Coven, and that's expressed with the desire, the ultimate Avodah is self-worship, if you will. And then, of course, there is Kinnah, which leads to Ritzichah. Therefore, the three Averis that Klayosol went to go for, which is which Rai Shvich and Avodah are really the ultimate end product of the three kinds of Yetzir of Kina, Taiva and Kava those are the three kinds of Yetzir Hora HaTaiva and HaKava Moitziin HaSeodam and Oilam that's what the Mishnah in Pirkei Ovis Perigdal, Mishnah Chobche says, that a person is driven from this world with because of Kina, Taiva and Kava those are the three locomotives, if you will the three kinds of Yetzir that drive a person out of this world Kina leads to Ritzicha Taiva leads to gil Arias and COVID leads to Avodah How then does a person avoid the ultimate end product of the Zahara By trying to rein in and control the Har from the very beginning. And he quotes the Chavos Halvavos that says that the Zahara, whether you realize it or not, is constantly thinking of you. You may not be thinking of the Har, but the Har is always attentive and thinking of you. For this reason, explains Rav Moshe, the reason why the Gemara and Brochas of Zion compares the Yetzer Hara to Seor Shebi Isa is because dough rises naturally. Leavening is a process that occurs by itself without Shmirah. If there is no Shmira, Chometz develops. You have to arrest the process of Chimutz in order to prevent Chometz. You have to do a Mishmeras You need Shmirah to prevent Chimutz. That's why we need shmur Matzah. Matzah has to be Shomor, it has to be shmur Matzah, because the natural state of Matzah is to turn into Chometz. Matzah on its own naturally turns to Chometz unless you do something, an active Shmirah, not a passive one, but an active Shmirah to prevent this from occurring. So for this reason the Yetzirah, is compared it is a muscle the metaphor to the yeast in the dough once dough is made by the Baker it eventually will rise unless action is taken to stop it if you want to prevent it from rising you have to do a shmirah. likewise with the eights of horror the eights of horror thrives on the inaction of man the Yetzirah develops and flourishes when a person does nothing to stop it. From the lack of shmirah, you have a Yetzirah, and the Yetzirah could only be arrested, a Yetzirah could only be stopped with constant vigilance, constant resistance. If you want to avoid hate you have to be constantly on guard. You have to be forever vigilant. You have to have the constant shmirah in order that the that the matzah that's in the person's heart doesn't become chomps, doesn't leaven, and doesn't rise and ferment. Explains Rav Moshe, that's what it means, Gol, so Yehuda may own it. Yes, it's true, that the reason why they went into Gol is because they ultimately were degenerated to the point of Gilai Rai, Shpich, Chazdam, and But that's a natural degeneration. You have to stop the degeneration by doing a Shmirah. Golsa Yehuda Me'oni. They didn't properly keep the mitzvah, the shmirah of Lechem Oni. Therefore, the Medrish doesn't contradict the Gemara at all. The Gemara is merely talking about the end product of that which the medrash says was the root cause. They went into Golos not because they didn't fulfill the mitzvah of matzah, of eating matzah on Pesach, but what the mitzvah of matzah represents, which is the requirement to be forever vigilant and to be on guard and to keep up one's guard against the Yetzer Hora which relentlessly attempts to ferment our neshamas. If one is not forever vigilant, that leads the Yetzer Sahara to manifest itself with kinna, Taiva and Kovod which leads to its ultimate manifestation of Gilai Rai Shpich Zadam Therefore, the direct cause of the Golos was tak gilai rashi but the root cause of the Golos, at its root, at its source, these Averis came about because they neglected the mitzvah of shmiras lechem oini, Golsa yehuda me oini. Therefore, if we observe this mitzvah, we could say l'shon haba barad yisrael. That's the connection from the whole anya to the hope and prayer that l'shon haba barad yisrael. The point is, what do we see from this? That it's not a contradiction to our original point. Yes, a person is a matzah, he's a pure Nishama. That's the essence of a person. The Yetzirah is something that's superimposed on him, and if the Yetzirah is beaten away, the Pintaliyid shines through. And that's why Hashem chose Klal Yisrael because we have this special sterling character, this certain quality about us, this pintaliyid that makes us worthy of being different than the other nations of the world. But we're born with the Yetzirah. Left unattended, the Yetzirah creates Chimutz. The Yetzirah creates Russia. And therefore it's true. Without the guidelines of the Torah, a person will naturally grow into a Rasha. your b'nechem. everyone becomes a Russia unless you do the Avoida of what the Torah demands of us. Therefore, mo what is this Avoidah? What is the purpose of having so much Avoidah? And the Territ says, HaKodesh Baruch Hu chose us. HaKodesh Baruch Hu chose us because we're special and we're worthy. And therefore he gave us so many mitzvahs. <speaking in Hebrew> says Yisrael. He wanted to refine us with <speaking> figo, <in> Hebrew, and Torah mitzvahs. And the Avoidah Hazo Yislochem, as the Sefer Chinuch says, on the mitzvah of Korban Pesach, is... Kidal Tsar is to refine us because other kati because we have the Yatsahara. This then is the connection between the korban Pesach and the Matzah, as we said earlier. There's a connection between Pesach and Matzah. And that is that yes, there is something about us that makes us special and worthy that Hashem chose us. There is that pinful yid. But know that with left unattended, left unguarded, left without Shmira. And that's why Chazal make a play on the word Ushmartem as Hamatzos and Ushmartem as Hamitzos. Because the two are Hainu because they represent the same concept. The idea of Shmur Matzah is in order to prevent Gol Hudame Yehuda from allowing the of har to ferment. You have to have Shmur Matzah because the Sa'or Shabi Isa, although it's not naturally. The essence of the person. The essence of the person is pure. neshama you gave me a neshama that's tohar. We're born tohar. We have a Tahar in the neshama, but we're also born with a Hora. Adam, a person is born para. Va'ayir para Adam yivalek. A person is born with the Hora that will cause him to become a para Adam, and without the guidelines of the Torah. That allow us to arrest the growth of that of that Yetzirah, and allow us to make a Shmir to prevent the fermentation that the Yetzirah causes. We will become Chomets, The saor Isa naturally rises, and therefore, when Chazal compare the Yetzirah to saor Isa there are two aspects of this comparison, not one. We before dwelled on one aspect of the comparison, that is that osoresh Shabisa but we're basically pure. It's only the soresh Shabisa. it's a superimposed zaitig thing that's causing us to be choiter. That's true. We are naturally good. It's only soresh which causes us to sin. But continue the metaphor to its ultimate conclusion. And that is that the same way that matzah will become chometz, left unattended, because of the sor Isa, likewise, the Yetzir is borosi Yetzir Hora, borosi the Yetzir Hora on its own will ferment, and like sor Isa, cause us to become an ayur perah, cause us to become a para odom, because the Yetzir left unattended, like dough unattended, grows from matzah, and becomes Chometz. It rises and this arshabisa causes chimuts. Naturally, we also become nishamits. That's what the Eit's HaHar causes us. You have to have shmur matzah. You have to have shmur's mitzvah. Then, if you're not neglectful and you have this extra shmirah, then the Torah will cause us to develop into tzaddikim. Hakeh Yashinov. Left unattended, you'll grow into a rasha. Have chinuch, have shmirah, learn musr, keep the Torah. u'shmartem as hamitzvus. Ush like shmur matzah, like ushmaraten as hamatzos. Likewise, ushmaraten as mitzvahs and that'll be the shmirah that'll keep you matzah. That'll keep you matzah shmurah. Every Jew has to have the shmirah of mitzvahs in order that he should develop into becoming a matzah shmurah. Every yid is potentially a matzah shmura. But left unattended, he'll grow into chometz. Gols are Yehuda only because they lack the shmura. So therefore it makes sense. All banen are potentially reshoim. And therefore the question is a valid one. What's all the avoid about? The answer is, that's the hakei That's what converts and transforms the russia into a tzaddik. It's the Shmartemes Hamatzais and the Shmartemes Hamitzveis that prevents the person from growing into a Russia and developing into a Russia. That's what causes the person to be transformed into being a Tzadik, which is his true essence anyway, as the Rambam tells us in Hilchaz So therefore, both truths are true, and both truths are not contradicting one another, although on the surface they seem to be going in opposite directions. But they're both true. A person, A Yid, is potentially a Matzah. However, he's born with the Yatzir Hara, which will lead him to becoming a Russia and to growing up to becoming chometzig and to becoming a Russia unless he has the Avoida Hazois Lochem, this massive Avoidah that'll prevent it. The shmartem Mes the, shmart, the ushmartem the Ushmart the special Shmir of the Torah will cause us to become it's a deacon that we were meant to be.